Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Beyond the Life Force. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome everyone, welcome to the program. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today I want to talk about response and reaction. You see, there are two ways of living. There's a life that comes from God. That's the one we must find. When you look at uh, nature, for example, you see that there's a big difference between a plant that's alive and a plant that's dead. One moment it's alive, the next moment it's dead. There's a big difference. If you see an animal, one moment, it's alive, or a bug, or a butterfly. There's some kind of a life force. It's a mysterious thing, isn't it? But it's definitely a life force. Well, human beings, we also have a natural life force, but there's something more. There's something more. There's an influx from heaven that was meant and is meant to sustain the human being in a life forever. Human beings have a soul, and we were made to live forever, knowing more and more about our Creator and His wonders and His marvels and His genius and His love and His goodness and His patience endlessly, more and more. And look at this beautiful world in which we live, a world of mountains and trees and lakes and deserts and forests and stars and galaxies. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And we were meant to wander upon this earth in this beautiful emerald isle that God has made. But we have fallen away from that life. And it came a long time ago, at the beginning of the human race, when Adam did what he did. I have written books on the subject, and I have many lectures on the subject. And those of you who are having any problems in your marriage, you should read my books, especially the myths and mysteries of marriage, because your eyes will be opened. You will see the ancient theme, the fall, the ambition. Adam fell, and then he looked for support from that by which he fell. And it was the woman, but it wasn't the woman's fault. There was something that stood behind her. And it was, well, it was the dark side of the force, to use a Star Wars analogy. But there is such a thing. Now, the life from God is what we must find. But right now, the average person only knows one life, and that's the earthy life, the life from the earth, which we, we have because we are part animal. We're part heaven and part earth, part matter and part spirit. And so we have that. But then we, if that's the only life that you have, then it depends totally 
your life, and when I say life, I don't just mean um, physical life, biochemical life. I also mean a psychic life. Your goals, your dreams, your interests, your passions, your realizations, your ideas, your everything then comes from the outside. Instead of coming from within and above, all of these things come from outside. And thus, it comes to pass that you become increasingly worldly. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Some of you may have wondered about why once upon a time you were innocent and you were a beautiful creature as God had made you. But you became hardened, you became changed, you became calloused, you became jaded. Have you ever wondered, how does it happen that you became jaded, that you began to have a cavalier attitude, that you began to look down upon people or resent them, that you began to become lazy or selfish, self-seeking? How did that happen? How did it happen that you, you once upon a time you had ideals, and now you don't have ideals anymore? One thing you do have, it's judgment of other people. You judge them. He's driving too fast. She cut in front of me. He's got a big mouth. She thinks she's better than everybody else. Her husband is no good. Those people over there, I hate them. See? What kind of a life is that? You have been programmed. You have been programmed. Because everything came from the outside. And thus... You became made of the outside, so you're not yourself anymore. But if you find yourself hating other people, if you find yourself judging other people, if you find yourself taking advantage of other people, then you are not yourself anymore. You are something else. You were made by it on the outside. And remember, remember when Adam fell, he began to change, didn't he? He devolved from the bright-natured being that he once was to a more animal plane. He devolved and then he died. And so, when you are programmed, when everything comes from the outside, you devolve. So now there's the explanation of how you, you have changed. It's always pejoratively too, isn't it? Because it all came from the outside, but remember what stood behind the outside. It was the dark side of the force. The dark side of the force. And what does the dark side of the force want? Well, it wants to own you. That's right. It wants to own you, and moreover, it wants to use you. It wants to use your life, your energy, your passions, your tension, your excitement. It wants to use you and then do away with you so it can take your life. It takes your life. The outside, what's operating through the outside, let's call it temptation. Let's call it temptation, shall we? Or we could call it stress. You could call it temptation, or you could call it stress, unnatural stress, people's stress, the stress of other people's meanness, their little remarks, their little cruelties, their little discourtesies. They're looking down upon you. They're taking advantage. They're being dis not totally honest with you. See? That sort of thing. They're resenting you. 
They're wanting something from you. They're trying to change you. They try to build themselves up by knocking you down. Or they try to build you up so that you they will be your God, and then you will look up to them, you see? So everywhere people are playing games, even in your own family. And so temptation is operating through people. See, it uses them. It uses them just as it's using you. And it wants to take your life. So you see it, it at various levels. It takes your money. It takes your self-respect. It takes your passion. It takes your, your energy. Yes, and then it takes your life. It takes your life. It lives, it feeds off of you. And people who have been taken over by it to some extent or to a greater extent, they become totally dependent on the outside. Remember, I said that when you lose the spiritual life, then all you have is the earthy life dependent on the outside. So all of your ideas, your notions, but also your stimulations, everything comes from the outside. But then eventually, you must get your life from the outside. And where do you get your life? From other people. That's right. They drain you. People drain you with their syrupy sweetness with their demands, with their oppressive niceness, or with their cruelty, or in various ways they drain you. And then you are drained, and then your body craves life. And then you, you look for life at first by excitement, by games, by drugs, by alcohol, by partying. But what you don't realize is that all you're doing is continuing to use up your own little fund of life force, élan vital, it's called in French, the vital force. You're using your own up. And then when it's drained, you no longer luxuriate in your own energies. And so now you're drained and you need the energy of others. And your body reaches out beyond the borders of, your, of yourself to absorb energy from other people. And how, do, how, is their, how is their energy brought up so that a body can absorb it? Well, their energy is brought up by teasing them, by being cruel to them, by, by tricking them, by, by being confusing to them, by angering them, etc., etc., etc. And then you take their life. So if someone took your life, then you take their life. You see how that works? So this is not a life. This is not a life. This is just... Well, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. There has to be more, and there is. It's a life from God. So you must find it. So you can become as you were originally intended to be, a child of God. But in order to do so, you must find that life. And it begins, fortunately, with a very simple thing. A very simple thing. If it was complicated, then probably no one could do it. But it begins with a very simple thing. The very simple thing is just to sit quietly and realize that you're not living your own life. To sit quietly and see that you are resentful toward other people and you judge them and hate them and angry at them. And you want something from them. When they don't give it to you, then you hate them. Just see that. See that you're impatient with your kids, for example. And see that it's not good to be impatient with your kids. It's not good to resent other people. And you don't even want to be that way. Just see that you are, but you don't want to be that way. But resenting yourself is not the answer. Blaming other people is not the answer. Trying to compensate and get more degrees, more classes, better clothes, more money, more boyfriends, more girlfriends, it's not the answer. 
The answer is just to sit quietly and realize. Because if you realize, if you see that you're not living your own life, and you see that that somehow you, you want to find the true life, you yearn for the true life, you yearn for innocence and sweetness and truth, you yearn for it, then God answers that very simple yearning, and he sends light so that you can begin to see. Then you see your mistakes, but instead of resenting what you see, you just see it, and you regret what you see. And now you're changing in the light. Do you understand? Instead of responding with anger and resentment and hatred, now you're responding with remorse, responding with thoughtfulness. And so you change in God's light. It's very beautiful. And I have a little meditation that assists in that process. And I think you should get the little meditation. If you like this program, if you like where I'm coming from, then the little meditation could be all you need to help you get started. So please, it's free at SheddingShackles.com. It's free at SheddingShackles.com. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I encourage you to visit the resources available at SheddingShackles.com. If you click on Listen, you can download the most recent program to your mobile device. And you can listen to archived programs stretching back to the year 2009. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as El Puerto from the Piano Suite Iberia by Isaac Albeniz. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I began today's program by saying I was going to talk about reactivity, and I never did quite get there, but uh, I talked about some other things that were very good. And I just want you to see that uh, when you're when the only life you know, which is what, which is the only life that people know up until the time that 
They begin to yearn for something more, and then they begin to experience the touch of God. Now, the only life you know if it comes from the outside, then what that means then is that your stimulations and so on must come from the outside. But here's the thing. In order, see, let's look at it this way. Let's say that somebody touches some poison oak and they get a reaction. What is that reaction? Well, it's an allergic reaction. And what do you get? Well, you get a, it's the local local adaptation syndrome that Dr. Hans Selye talked about, the great father of stress management. And so what do you get? Well, you get swelling. You get some uh, discharge or effusion coming from the area. You get redness and you get heat. And that's the reaction to the, to the poison oak. Now, do you see that the poison oak was the stimulus and then the body reacted allergically? Now, the only reason that I'm mentioning this is because I want you to see that we humans were meant to go through life like a beautiful cruise ship sailing among some beautiful tropical islands. We were meant to go through life and cut through the water so beautifully. You're going through the water. Do you understand? The water doesn't get inside the ship. It stays on the outside. And you kind of float. That's it. You float through life so sweetly. And then on your cruise ship, you look at all the wonderful things. You see the sky and the ocean and the clouds and the beautiful trees and and the islands, the beautiful coral, and so on. You see it all, and it's a wonderful experience. Then they have little lectures where you can learn about the local culture and about the, about the, uh, the trees and the flowers that you're, you'll find there and so on. It's just so interesting. Well, that's the way we were meant to go through life. But what happens? Instead of floating through life, instead of gliding through life, what happens? We begin to react to people. But remember, we were meant to, to, our life was supposed to come from within, not from without. We were meant to respond to the within and not to the without. But when you're cut off from the inside, then all you can do is react to the outside. So what I want you to see, you've probably heard a long time ago, maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, it was popular to talk about toxic relationships. I don't know if you remember that term. But it's almost as if you react to people with an allergic reaction. See, when someone is mean to you, when they're cruel to you, when they make a little remark, when they're unfair, when they're unjust, when they take advantage, when they look down upon you, when they confuse you, when they lie to you, etc., etc., and you, what do you do? Well, you react. But how do you react? Do you react with patience? Do you react with calmness? Or do you become angry? Do you become resentful? Do you become filled with rage? Do you get a headache? Does your tummy hurt? Do you storm around and break things? Do you scream? Do you turn around and do it to someone else? Someone is mean to you and then you go home and yell at your kids. Well, do you see the reaction? It's almost like an allergic reaction, isn't it? See. In your current state, you have very little tolerance for these outside um, 
stresses and temptations, very little tolerance. And they, you become sensitized to them. So when you were a kid, maybe someone made some remark at school. They were cruel. There's a lot of cruelty at school, incidentally. So someone was cruel. And you reacted with umbrage, with anger, with outrage. But what else could you do, hardly? You, there's not much else you could do as a little child. But the problem is, remember, that's not the life that we were meant for. You were meant for a higher kind of a life. But you reacted anyway. And then what happened? You reacted, and then you became sensitized to that sort of thing. So a year later, all someone has to do is just look at you in a certain way. Or they might not even be the same person, but they just resemble in some way the person who originally said the thing, and now you react to them. Do you see? Well, that's not good. So you're having reactions to everything. So you go out in the world and you react to everything. Everything you react to. And you become so sensitive that you react to everything and the more sensitive you become, even your body becomes more sensitive. Your whole being becomes sensitive. And little things irritate you. Noises that once upon a time didn't bother you, now they start to irritate you. The way somebody moves irritates you. The way they eat irritates you. The way they, the way they sit in their chair irritates you. Do you see how you've been programmed, how you have become sensitive, sensitized to, and allergic to other people. So now what you must see is that you have to find the inner life from God. You must learn to meditate for calmness and to become centered, and then go out in the world and learn to watch people without reacting. And what is it that that hands you over to these sensitive, sensitive reactions. What is it? It's resentment. Resentment hands you over. It's the fulcrum. It's the, it's the point, the tipping point. One minute, you're just calmly watching people. And the next moment, you become resentful. And then suddenly you're in that world. You're in the world of, of irritation and upset and confusion and anger and hurt feelings. And being drained, do you understand? The tipping point is resentment. The fulcrum is resentment. It's where, it's, it, it's where you go from one to the other. One to the other. The kingdom of God to the kingdom of Mammon, from spiritual to animal. Resentment is the tipping point. So now you must learn to meditate so you're on the good side, the bright side. And calm, go out in the world and learn to watch. And then when somebody does something and you begin to see resentment rising, let it pass. Just let it pass. Don't indulge it. Just watch it. Let it pass. And then you're safe. Do you understand? Yeah, the irritation may still be out there. The people still may be doing something or saying something, but it doesn't get inside. Because there's some mysterious force field that's put up by the good side, by the bright side where God is and Christ is. There's, when you're coming from there, there's kind of a mysterious force field that puts, that's put up that holds it all out there. It doesn't get to you. You see? But the moment you resent, 
The moment you resent, the instant, the nanosecond that you resent, it tips you over into that world. And then you have to suffer the consequences. Well, all right, so if you're on the path to God, then maybe you'll make a mistake or two, a little resentment here and there, but then you'll see, you'll see the consequences and you'll, you'll scurry back. You understand? He allows you to make a couple of little boo-boos. But um, I want you to see resentment is the tipping point. So now that's why you must get the meditation. Find the bright side. Find your calm center of dignity from which you can flow. Learn to sit still. And learn to stand back from thought. See, remember I said when you fall into the world, the animal world, the dark side world, everything rushes in? Well, it comes in into your mind too, doesn't it? And emotion is the connection. Resentment and then emotion. That's the connection. And the flow is reversed instead of you flowing out into the world, instead of you becoming an extension of God and bringing brightness into the world. Instead, you become an extension of the negativity on the outside. Do you understand? So, get the little meditation, please. It's free. It's free. And give it a try. It may be all you need to get you started. So you need a little help because now you're lost in thought, lost in emotions, lost in worries, lost in doubts. The outside world assails you. Now, you must learn to stand back from that and just watch it. And then you'll be safe. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's, it's over 300 pages, Putting the Forever Back in Love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.